You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo, what is up? Yeah, this is episode number 40. We are recording on January 16th for release on January 17th. Uh, got a bit to talk about more updates on the PTR, uh, additional, a cu- couple of additional changes. There was actually a community video put out about the PTR, so we're going to talk about that. Talk about lore a little bit, and we're going to talk about competitive and why it's boring to watch. And uh, Right now, I know there's some people shaking their heads disagreeing, but before we get into that, I uh, just want to welcome any first-time listeners Thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio, you know, taking the time out of your day week to uh, check us out. Uh, if it's just your first time, just want to let you know what the show's kind of about. This show focuses primarily on uh, community and news and how the news and what they're doing in the game actually affects the community a bit. We do talk about esports and, com- and competitive play. Well, definitely competitive overwatch, or competitive play as in terms of the game, but um, esports we do talk about, but it's definitely not a main focus of the show. So uh, if you're down for that, uh, let's, Mikey, why don't you tell us how your week has been going at Overwatch? My week was quiet because I didn't really, I'll be honest, I didn't play like a whole lot this week. Um, but I mean, I didn't play any com- competitive for this week, that's for sure. But my quick play, my quick play was good. I didn't have that many salty teams. Um, but it was all right. Yeah, just just another week of Overwatch for me. Like literally, oh, I did put in my uh, uh, in some work on Soldier Seventy Six. He's no longer my least played hero. Um, oh, congrats. <laughs> The funny thing is, somebody was just asking me, like, on DPS, who's my man, I had to think for a second. I was like, oh, Soldier 76. And I was like, let me check my stats to see if that's actually true. No. No? <laughs> no. Who's, Soldier who's 76 is played? not my DPS main. I mean, I feel like I play him a lot, but I actually, in reality, I, I guess I don't. Like, in terms of quick play, I've played McCree more. But then again, I did spend, like, two entire days playing McCree. I mean, I remember that. You talked about that because you were trying to learn him as, like, a Farrah counter, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, because I prefer the burst damage, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I thought I, it feels like I play soldier a lot, but I guess I don't. Well, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I broke up your. No, that's uh, fine. I mean, that's 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 pretty much all there was for me was just um, I'm playing more soldier, so that way I could learn how to deal with maybe Farah better because no one else seems to. So someone's got to do it. That is. <laughs> That's true. You always need somebody to deal with Farah. Um, I don't know, man. My week in Overwatch made me want to quit Overwatch. Like I think I put oh, out a tweet shit. either on Sunday or Monday. I was like, oh, let me stream another game. Um, 
I might stream a non-Overwatch game because fuck Overwatch. <laughs> because, and the thing is, it's not any fault of Overwatch's in, in itself. It's mainly because I can't, it's very difficult to find good teams right now. And I feel that you are just at a, such a disadvantage if you're not playing with six people that you know and can work with. Because if you, even if you pick up like a, a six-man group, it's it's it can be kind of rough, especially versus a six man that plays together all the time. Oh yeah, but, easily. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, like you know, we used to do the three man meta. You know, we talked about in previous episodes the three man meta. Only you know, don't go on with less than three people, dude. I can't even. We can't even do that anymore. I don't know what the problem is. Like, I, I <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really it's really difficult. Like I don't know what the problem is here. Why? You know, I can't seem to get to pick up three random people that are halfway decent. I mean, I just played two competitive matches. Actually, I'm sorry, I just played three competitive matches. I won one, lost two. Uh, we lost one because a guy went. What did he go? He went soldier, and we needed him to go Farah because they were doing triple tank. So we needed something else. Farah, uh, may something, but in terms of DPS, Farah, right? He would not switch off. He would not switch off for anything. So he's being a selfish player and competitive. This isn't quick play. And then we lost the second one because we just, we had a, a, a Reinhardt who he, he was playing the cowardly Reinhardt. Like when you're Reinhardt and you have people with you, you put that fucking shield up and you push forward. Yeah. You don't walk back. You walk forward. Yeah, he kept walking back and to the side, too. So he was leaving people exposed. I should have just picked Reinhardt. I, I, I blame myself every time it happens. I'm just like, dude, I should have just picked Reinhardt myself. No, you should have picked D.Va while she's still good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it, it, it's, it's painful. Like Every time I play competitive for the last you know week or so, I either end up exactly where I was or maybe just a hint higher. Because I win a few, I lose a few. Like it was, I mean, Sunday was a complete wipe for me. Uh, when I played, I played with crossover uh, Sunday, and it was a complete wipe. I did place on PC, by the way. Oh. And I, uh, I placed like twenty four hundred, and I, I probably could have placed better. Um, but you know, I, I broke my own rules, and it's because I have a, a bit of a conundrum. Because I want to play with people who listen to the show, right? I right. want to play with a community, um, but in some cases, like if I truly want to be competitive, I, I like one of my rules that I've talked about is you don't play with somebody that's out of your SR range. Like, like you know, I knew I was going to end up in gold or platinum. That there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to end up in either or. But you know, I we brought on some people who were silver. Um, we brought there was a guy who was he was ten sixty one. He was bronze. Mm-hmm. And I play with them anyway. And I really shouldn't have. Like, it's not fair for me to have higher expectations of somebody than than they than they can output. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we had, what, did we have a six-man going? No, we had a five-man going with a spare. And, uh, yeah, we just weren't clicking as a team. It just wasn't working. You know, and I know it wasn't fun for them because, uh, I mean, I was trying to keep it positive, but we were play- I was playing with Dre from Double Tap, and he had been losing all day, actually, so he was very salty. He was very, he was very salty by the time we, we got to that point, so it was, yeah, I actually ended up going five and five. 
That's not bad. I mean, you. What's funny is you placed higher than me, and did, I did worse. Yeah, you did worse than me, and you and uh, you placed higher. You placed twenty four, right? Yeah. I play. That's gold, right? Yeah. Yeah, I placed in lower gold. Yeah, I, say, I think. I, I mean, I feel like I should. Like, there's definitely a few of those matches that we should have won. And you know, close matches usually feel bad, but these felt a little worse because you know there were some, there were just some moments there, some opportunities we had to end it that didn't happen. And so, like, I think that added to it because I happened on Friday night. I came home on Friday night, and I did that. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna get in. I see that um, Dre's playing, so I'm gonna hop on and play too. I streamed it too, actually. I, I did stream it on uh, on YouTube Gaming. On Church of Jaw, <laughs> right channel there. Of course you did. Yeah, of course so you it, did. It was a rough. It was a rough weekend out, and by the time Sunday rolled around, and I was playing on uh, Xbox with Crossover and a few of his friends, and um, good guys, man. Like uh, we had, I think we had four. We were four man, right? And we would just get hooked up with these trash two mans, like. They were like two of them, the two of them will be healers, and I guess they were healing each other because they weren't healing us. No, that's awful. That that's really bad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and don't get me. I mean, I'm 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 not the type of person that just, I I hate I I actually hate placing blame on somebody else because when you place blame on somebody else, you take it out of your control. At least if I can figure out what I did wrong, I can fix that. That's why my attitude is anytime we lose, anytime anything happens, I try to figure out what I did that caused that to happen. Yeah, but it's hard to do that when you're looking and you're like, I don't understand what I did wrong other than not like follow something that was dumb or I followed something that was dumb and I should have held back or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was playing. I'm like... Especially like the one with the, the the game specifically that where we have the two healers that were weren't healing us. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting awesome picks as Roadhog, great picks. I'm picking healers, right? I'm picking people who need to get picked, but yet I get hit from distance from with like a soldier or a widow, and I'm not receiving heals to help me out here. I got you. Got to kind of expose yourself to get picks on on most of these maps. So I don't know. By the time that was done. I don't think I played... I actually started playing the Doom multiplayer Sunday night because of that. Like, I was just like, I'm, I, 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 gotta, I gotta put Overwatch down. I was just too... It was too much salt. I did play the PTR more. Oh? Do you, yeah, did, do play, you, did you give them their free public stress test and ignore your warnings of, of their, uh, you know, just so they can ignore what you say about their character balance? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel. I mean, I did play again today. I won one, lost two, and um, I don't know. I'm not tilted yet. I'm like, I can get back in there and do better. Uh, that was a three man. But like I said, it's this all revolves around Overwatch LF closing again. I'm bringing it back, man. You, <laughs> you're not gonna let this go. There's just I'm no not, letting. You're not gonna let it go. I'm sorry, but it was by far the best way to pick up games for overwatch because it was so fast and so easy i I said you know i I was talking to mike you know pre-show and i was saying one of the the tough parts now for me is the time it takes to organize 
a group, a four, five, six man group. And then when you organize that group, right? Mm-hmm. And you go in and it doesn't click, it doesn't work, you know, and you, you need to break the group up. I don't feel like putting another group together because of how much effort it took to put that other group together. I understand. I, I get that. So, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not quitting Overwatch, but it's been a rough, a rough time a rough between week, this, rough weekend, between this and the shit loot boxes I've been getting. <laughs> well, there's no event going on, so does it really matter? It does matter. It does oh, matter because okay. I'm tired of seeing white white coins pop out of those boxes. <laughs> I am tired. I am tired of that shit, and it's across all three platforms. I can see on PC maybe where I have uh, quite a bit of stuff, but on PS3 and especially on Xbox, no, fuck that. I have so much stuff to unlock on those platforms. I yeah, I can see that. I don't. I don't know why your loot boxes have been. Sucking so atrociously, but I mean, whatever. I've been getting shit loot boxes like crazy, man. It's feels bad, man. Feels bad. But uh, I've talked long enough for that. I'm trying not to depress everybody, so let's get into our top story, which is actually the PTR report. PTR report. All right, so last week we talked about some changes coming to Anna, some changes coming to Roadhog, Sombra, and Diva. Uh, there are additional changes that were made on the PTR this well actually last week actually the day we released that episode was the day they released additional changes so uh, they tweaked uh, actually I'm just going to read the list here I thought I had there it is I have it up here but uh, let's start with Roadhog with the hooks They they made some changes to Roadhog okay again they added some more line of sight checks toward the left and right of potential hook target this means it should be easier to hook someone who is sticking halfway out of a doorway or behind a thin pole these checks are also used for persistent line of sight checks so if a hook target moves behind a slim object like a stump or a light pole they won't be released anymore Hook targets are now slowed heavily while while they're stunned. Even if they are in the air, this means if someone is strafe jumping from you and you land a hook, they are a lot, a lot less likely to slide out of line of sight, breaking the hook. Thank fix God. the bug. Yeah, fix the bug that could allow you to hook someone and pull them behind you if you spun around before the hook landed. I'm really glad they fixed that. Yeah, that was that's, fucking annoying. That's bullshit. Pretty much, there, it is. And you know, a lot of it is funny because when they talked about when they originally talked about the Roadhog changes or mentioned that they were changing Roadhog, and they really didn't say anything like this before it was on the PTR. Everybody's like, "Oh, thank God, Roadhog's getting nerfed. Nerfs coming to Roadhog. This is not a fucking nerf. If you hated the hooks before, you're really gonna hate them now. The hooks are gonna be super proficient now. I mean, yeah, but I mean, what I like about I what I do like about this is two things: no turning around bullshit. And I like that they added left and right checks, so that way no one's like, oh, I'm behind this really thin fucking pole, barely, the hook breaks. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, no, I actually, the cheese hooks are going away. Yeah. But now, when they when you hook somebody, first of all, when you hook them, they're they like, you know, Lucio jumping around to avoid being hooked is going to be a, a you know less of a problem and now they get a hook since they, they pull directly in front of you that's just more kills man oh that's dead to rights but i mean to land the hook now like you're gonna tell easily the difference between a good road hog and someone who's just who used to grab bullshit hooks all the yeah. time 
absolutely. So, yeah, man, people are going to be, I know when this goes live, people are going to be screaming their heads off. Uh, Some additional changes made to Anna, uh, her biotic grenade, uh, the duration was reduced by one second. So there you have, that's another nerf to Anna. That's fine. uh, To try to balance her out. And I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, that's fine. Like, it's not a life-destroying debuff. You know what I mean? It's not going to make her all that much worse. It's not. It's it, it really isn't. I mean, uh, it's definitely going to push her usage down a little bit because you know right now that people use that three tank meta. I'm really gonna be s- glad to see that go away. Hopefully, hopefully it goes away. Fingers crossed. After, yeah, after this is done, but we'll see. Oh, whoa, sorry about that. I am unprofessional. Unprofessional. Look Just, who's got their cell phone on during a cast. Hey man, I'm a busy man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean you you do have a life. Good, <laughs> good point. <laughs> All right, sorry about that, folks. Um, so finally, the the final change they uh, made was for Sombra, and her hat cooldown was reduced from twelve seconds to eight seconds. Too much. Too uh, much. Well, first of all, there may be a stealth. Uh, another stealth, a stealth nerf there too, because I, I, as I was using Sombra yesterday, I was if at least it felt like my hacks weren't lasting as long as they used to. That's what it felt like. Well, if that's true. I mean, that's fine. But like, uh, I'm just saying, like that is too much. Oh, uh, I can see where you come from for that, but you know, Sombra, you know, a Blizzard has. And we're going to talk about more in the video, uh, you know, when we talk about the video. But Blizzard has made it; they they are pretty clear that they don't want Sombra to be like an assassin or somebody who can just who go to, who goes, you know, toe to toe in a gunfight. They want her to be disruptive. And in terms of being disruptive, you know, stopping the enemy team from being able to collect health packs, the eight seconds I don't think is that bad on top of that you know before before with the hack right you kind of had to make a choice you had to be you had, the choice you had to make was am i gonna hack this health pack and try to stop them from healing or am i gonna try to collaborate with my team and hack these you know and hack uh these other characters because if you hack the health pack you know you by the time you got to a gunfight the hack was still being cooled down. Yeah. Now you, you can hack a health pack and, you know, once you get into it, you know, if you sneak behind enemy lines and get, you know, into a gunfight, not into a gunfight, but, you know, you get into an engagement, you can still hack, you know, an enemy. Yeah, and I guess if they're trying to push her into a constant disruptor, this is good, because it'll make the disruptions more often. I just... I guess if this is the route they want to go, this is fine. I just don't think this is the route that's going to keep her going in players' hands. Well, we'll it's, see. It's the reason this these the reason these buffs don't help her is because and we said it before. It's because of the way that this game is played competitively on a on a pro level. Uh, that you know, there's everybody plays the same characters and the strategies are very simple. 
it's about getting picks. You know, it's about getting picks and then moving in at a certain, uh, you know, at, you know, once a certain character is down yeah, or something like that. I, I know and that. Sombra just doesn't fit, fit that. I mean, you're right, but I don't know why they're not like, she's a great counter to the everyone hold ult game. Because pretty much once she gets her ult and her team has her ult, like, you just go in with Sombra, deactivate everybody's ult, and then blow them up. Yes. yes I mean, sir. there's that, but yeah, you're right. She doesn't work in the pick comp way, unless, like, you're picking someone off and they go to get a health pack, and oh, look, that health pack is hacked. Yeah, like, basically, I mean, the game is either played for sustain, like, staying alive and pushing forward, or it's built for like picks, you know, like get the, you know, pick this person and then, you know, or pick one or two characters and then you move in. Well, okay. I mean, she can cause picks to happen. Like she could pick someone out, be like, they're hacked, kill them. Like, but I mean, the team has to be willing to do that. That's, that's the problem. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, especially in competitive mode where, you know, I was just talking about the shit week I had. Part of the reason why I was a shit week was because even on PC now, nobody, like, I'm not getting any, com- any communication from players. It's very, yeah, it's very quiet. annoying. It's, it's super quiet now. You're not getting any communication from players. I'm sitting here talking on the microphone. Nobody's responding back to me uh, give, you know, with any type of information. And you know, Sombra is a character that is going to require coordination and teamwork. Like, hey, I'm going to hack this Reinhardt with sort of a hack them, do it. Like, push in. You know, go for it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, oh, yeah, that, the, well, let's say the, um, nerf, they, not the nerf, the buff they put in place where she hacks faster. I actually saw that in action where there's a tracer on my ass, and I was able to hack the tracer before she landed a hit on me as she was shooting at me. And since she couldn't dash away, I just fucking plugged her. She couldn't do anything. Damn. So that was actually pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Sombra is not being used, not because of the problem with Sombra. It's, it's honestly because the game It's because of the, the way the game is played. I hate to use the word meta because meta in Overwatch is simply just usage. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's just, you know, character usage based off of pro teams. But that's that unfortunately, that's the way it is. Like she doesn't fit the way the game is played professionally. And, um, I, I, well, we're going to get into a little bit later, but I do think, uh, there are some ways that Blizzard can make her more viable, but there some other characters have to change. So, but in terms of Sombra, uh, the hacks, like it was actually really useful. I got 5k hat. I got 5k healing as Sombra. Dumb. On the PTR. Dumb. Well, that just, well, it simply means that my team was constantly using my health packs. I mean, that's good, and I think that's smart, but I'm just like, you, I really think the health pack hack lasts just a tad bit too long still, and I will hold on to that gripe. Uh, maybe, like I said, I can't confirm if they have, if, if this, if the, um, hacks are lasting shorter. It feels like it, but I can't confirm it. As I said, like, I can't confirm if it's a stealth hack or not. Right. Or or maybe they should limit the number of packs she can hack at one time. Right. I just feel like there's since there's no way to counterplay it, like it's just too long. Right. Yeah, the way I found Sombra to be most effective in her current build, well, not in the current, well, on her PCR build is 
I usually hack the health packs that are closest to the engagement centers. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why, like, Route 66, I always get the one at the gas station. Right. Or I, and I try to also get the one in the tunnel if I have the hack time up. Yeah. Like, I, try, I always get those two. I try to determine where the team is fighting because, you know, on Oasis, sometimes the, the team will push up past, you know, a certain place and fight closer to the enemy spawn. Mm-hmm. Well, if the enemy spawn has health packs close to it, I'll try to get around there and get those health packs so they can't really move around. Right, you know? and it just denies them even more space to push up when we're pushing so far in on them. It makes sense. Yeah, so that, and that, and like I said last week, when I, the way I use Sombra is I do not try to sneak behind somebody and just start shooting them. You, you have to wait for them to already be engaged with somebody, you know? Yeah. Even yeah, like, I just feel bad that like I can lose to like I can lose to like an Anna, even though I surprise her. Like that's just what gets me. But yeah, I I think what I've, I've been trying to force myself to do with the smaller characters is instead of shooting them in the head, because I, I automatically aim for the head. I gotta start. I, I've been aiming for the body, and that usually will get them down faster. To be honest with you, hmm. usually I'll have to uh, try it. Yeah, because let's say I automatically go for the head, and then it just you know it sprays around them. You go for the body, just kind of like Roadhog's uh, shot. It it does way it's way more effective. So I like where Sombra is. I'm really interested to see her go into live and more people use her in live. But I still think at the higher ranks they're not going to use her because of how they want to play the game. Even when I was playing today on PC, and we're talking like gold here. It was a constant, can we get three tanks? Can we get three tanks? Can we get three tanks? Like, come on. That's what they were asking for. So, Welcome uh, we'll to s- pro meta mind melding. Like, I mean, that's just what happens. <laughs> yeah. No one can think for themselves. They've just got to say, like, it works for the pros. If the pros can do it, we can do it too, right? No, you dumbass. That's why pros are not, you're not on a pro level. Yeah, <laughs> if it was that easy. you know. If only it was that easy. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, okay, let's move on from the PTR and actually talk about the PTR video that was put out by uh, Jeff Kaplan and Friends, which I'll have in show notes if you haven't seen it, but it was a pretty straightforward video about the PTR, and um, they laid, they kind of laid down a law of what to expect cause, uh, from the PTR, because... A lot of people are like, and I mean, we've talked about it too. They put characters on the PTR with changes. People say things about changes. They push it out anyway. That's that's a big problem, uh, we, we think. But Jeff Kaplan said that the PTR is, feedback is secondary. The PTR is primarily for stabilizing the build for release. So essentially, once they put something on the PTR, they've basically decided that they're going to put it out. At that point, unless it's super broken. I mean, I think we it's rare that we see a PTR change. Right. Like, I, yeah, the fact that they've added stuff to the PTR before it's gone live is a little interesting to me. Like, you know, the Roadhog, the Sombra, and the Anna ads. Like, I was like, what? They added? Okay. Like, that's cool, I guess. But. Yeah, exactly. Like they never. One thing they never do is if they're going for a buff, they continue to buff. If they're going for a nerf, they continue to nerf. They never pull back. They never yeah. pull back. You know, I, I agree. And, they typically stick to what they they're what they think is best. 
Yes, that's they they, they do. And I mean, he, Jeff Kaplan said that you can't always really. He said, he, well, he, he said that something that was true, which is that people who are happy with what they see on the PTR generally don't say anything. Uh, but the people who are unhappy are the ones that are most vocal, which is true. But then he was like, since that's the case, we really, you know, we have to take. He didn't say it with a grain of salt, but they have to weigh the negative votes differently than they or the negative posts differently than they do the and, positive ones. And they do. Don't get me wrong. Like that's that is a very fair statement. But if there is so much of an outcry, Symmetra, what um, yeah. <laughs> there you might have some things to look at. You know, just you know, just you know, take a look at those PTR numbers. How, yeah. how are those doing? Exactly, like, and Jeff, because we're going to talk about Diva here in a second, but, uh, you know, Jeff Kaplan was talking about Diva and the changes they made to Diva, and he says, you know, if we, if, if, if it turns out that she's actually broken, we'll fix her. Like, no, like, why do that? Like, the P, you have the PTR there to, for people to test the characters, and if you're getting negative feedback already, like, this is a, like, this is a huge problem. Don't put her out into live so people can, you know, play her, and then the character's broken for months, a month, maybe a month or two months or even three months, and then you're like, okay, fine, we'll finally fix her. Like, why go through all that when you can get the data you need from the PTR? Right. Uh, and he said they actually are looking into incentives for playing on the PTR because one of the reasons, you know, one of the biggest problems with the PTR is that when you go there, any progress you make, any loot boxes you get, any skins you unlock... Doesn't transfer over. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, you're right. It doesn't transfer over. Yeah, it doesn't transfer over. So they're looking into incentives for people who play the PTR because you are putting your time in uh, so that Blizzard can test the build. And, you know, he said something like maybe getting loot boxes for playing on the PTR or, you know, some of the experience that you get on the PTR gets moved over to live... They're not sure, but they're looking for something at this point. Yeah, but they also, I mean, you're right. They are looking for something, but they also preface like, well, if we do that, then we have to dump time away from development and all that kind of stuff. And if we dump time into PTR, that isn't really helping the PS4 and Xbox One users. And I mean, it's just, it's a fine dance. They have to dance, you know, I guess. No, you're right. You're right. It's, um. So, it is. It's a it's a fine dance that they got. It. He's right. I mean, it's going to take time from the actual uh, development of the game. Now, he did talk. He did hit, talk a little bit about why the PTR is not on console, and you know, he says that actually having the PTR on, you know, on the actual on, on PC and not on console actually helps patches get out the console faster. Because now they don't have to worry about updating and updating two consoles and sending them through certification. And for those who don't know what certification is, whenever a developer has to send a patch to a game on a console, PS4 or Xbox, the patch has to go to Microsoft. Microsoft has to have their people look at it and make sure that the, the, you know, the game's not breaking anything. Right. Uh, or it can't be used to exploit something specifically. That's what they're really trying to avoid like um i'm not sure if anybody here is familiar with like some of the homebrew stuff or from like that nintendo had to deal with yeah like yeah yeah people were using like uh, exploits on in certain games 
to crack open their, you know, their, what was it, the DSs and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons why the G- the the GBA got hacked yeah. so quick, and the DS got hacked as well pretty quickly. Right, so that's why they go through certification to make sure these patches don't do anything bad to the systems and that they don't lead to any exploits. Now, I think that, you know, they could, if they wanted to have a constant beta client, like, you know, it, it doesn't actually have to be, you know, called, well, I guess technically speaking, called the PTR, but you can have, like, a beta client that they support, uh, which I'm pretty sure beta clients are probably treated differently. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Maybe uh, certification is just exclu- you know, extensive. I doubt it, because how often do you see betas actually get patched in console betas? That's a good point. Well, to be fair, I have only played like one console beta, and that was right. Destiny. And yeah. Destiny had this built-in patching. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't know. Maybe, but Destiny got like this really sick deal, though, didn't they? Oh, well, they did for PS4. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But like I don't know, I'm just it may what they're saying makes sense. Like I hate it, but I don't like it. But I mean, it makes sense. Right. Now let's move on, Diva, because there was an article where Diva defended, oh not Diva, sorry, where Blizzard defended Diva, and then Jeff Kaplan also defends the nerfs that Diva got uh, in this video, and he was basically saying that you know she's one of the 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 biggest the biggest problems with Diva was that. That's problems, but the thing that made Diva fair was, you know, while she could shoot, she had unlimited shots, if somebody ran away from her, she would have to stop shooting and chase them down to get back in the position and then start shooting again. Diva doesn't have to reload. So saying now she has mobility to keep up, and she can chase somebody down, and she has unlimited shots, and she does a lot of damage, which I agree. Diva is overpowered in her current state on live. Yeah, she's a jack of all trades. She can do it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, she she, she can... is she's too much right now. But I'm sorry. Like first of all, the reason she's too good is because they just liberally applied the buff onto her. Like what they did all this stuff. You know, like what did they do there? They they well they gave her 600 armor. 600 health. She doesn't die or she doesn't die during ult anymore. Yeah, they gave her shooting faster while uh, while in while moving, or moves faster while, while shooting. shooting. Yeah. Uh, Lord, what else did they do to her? I can't remember. She also I mean, gets that's, her mech back faster. She gets her mech back faster. She just does everything. What, yeah. what more do you want? I, I told you she does everything except for heal herself. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing she doesn't do. That's her. That's their own fault for letting. Oh, get out and of the defense like matrix change. How yes. I went to fuel. But that was better. That was better. Oh, that was a keep that. We keep that. <laughs> yeah, and they're saying now she's too good, so now they just they, I'm sorry, but they're doing too much. They're doing they're 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 nerfing her too much and a lot of people are saying the same thing. I, I saw a guy who posted at least I would say a thousand words in the forums detailing why Diva uh was why the nerf was just too much. You know? So yeah, I mean, she on. doesn't survive. She she doesn't have survival anymore, and that's like the purest. And if you're a tank and you can't survive, I mean, what good are you? So last week we talked about 
all the things that they could do instead of the nerfs they put in place, so I don't want to get back into that again. I'm still actually going for 400 health all armor. <laughs> that, that, that'll never happen, but still, I, a, a boy can wish. Um, <laughs> the thing that got me about this is when Jeff Kaplan was like, you know, deep in her current state, with everything she has, she has no definitive counter. And I was like, I was like, Barrow? like what? Zarya, really? Exactly. I mean, like, okay, I'll give you Zarya's ult can get eaten by Diva, but I mean, Zarya literally gives no fucks about Diva. Yes, and the thing about the game, and I mean, I, I kind of wish I knew where their head was at because the thing about this game is you don't have to kill somebody to win. You have to get them away from the objective. A counter to D.Va doesn't mean that you actually are killing D.Va or, or you successfully kill D.Va. A counter to D.Va is pretty much getting her out of the mix. You yeah. Know? Zarya can get D.Va right now on, on live. Zarya can get D.Va out of the mix. She can, you know, she can hit D.Va, put up her shield so D.Va's actually feeding her a little bit. And once D.Va realizes that she's not going to win that fight or she's in trouble, she'll fly away. Symmetra. Yep. Another one that can no. make Diva go away. No, dude, I have taken so many Divas out of Mech. I've taken man, so- like that that move that move quicker th- while shooting thing has screwed that. I I disagree. I, I disagree. I disagree with you because I, I have I have taken Divas out of Mech with with symmetrical. Like I said, I'm not. I mean, that's great. To- I've taken Divas out of Mech with Farah. I'm not calling like Farah a Diva killer. <laughs> well, like, no, but you know what I mean? Diva can easily def- can easily eat Farah's rockets and, and yeah. rest in between. Symmetra, there's nothing she could do about it. And if you're moving with Symmetra, like I said, it's not about necessarily killing her or even getting her out of mech. It's about getting her to go away. Once she realizes she's getting eaten up, and the longer you know Symmetra stays on her, she knows she's in trouble. She's gonna fly away from that. I really think a Diva should stand her ground and just shoot the fuck out of the Symmetra. She's gonna stand. She's standing right in front of you. Running around in circles, probably, I'm guessing. Diva just needs to plant her feet and just shoot at her. Symmetra is a hard target, especially for a D.Va. Maybe maybe now that they've added that bullet shit that they they did, where it's like more concentrated bullets or whatever. If Symmetra is like five meters, seven meters away, even now, like that makes it even more difficult because of the, even the current bullet spread. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Symmetra... Can definitely get you can get Diva to fly away or, or move away, um, and you know like she's not getting played a lot right now. But Sombra is a great uh, is a great tool to get Diva to go away. Well, no, it's a great tool to keep Diva where she's at, so she can't go anywhere. Like I hack a Diva, she she can't do anything. Right, she can't fly away, but she can't also she also can't deflect. So you can bring down her, her utility. And have somebody like just wear her down that quickly, especially if you're behind her, you hack her. Somebody else is attacking from the front, now you're attacking from the back. Fuck, she's she's in a lot of trouble. There's yeah, three- normally, yeah, like if a diva's charging in, like just get a sombra to hack her, and like she can't do anything. Like she can't run away. She just sits there and just goes, sh- can just shoot. That's all she can do. Yeah, I mean, those are three three you know characters. I thought just from the top of my head. I'm not even talking about like Winston. You know who can Winston push? Has to uh, play the shield game. Yeah, you can play the shield game. You can push uh, Winston. You can push Diva and Reinhardt back with Winston. You know, like 
Yeah, like there's definitely other things you can do to her. So for Jeff Kaplan to say there's no definitive, you know, I will say though, if you don't play the shield game with Winston, you're gonna lose that fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were. (laughs) Well, uh, until the new diva, yeah. Yeah, until the new diva, yeah. But yeah, no, like you're right. You you will lose that fight if you don't play the shield game. Uh, But you can also get in. You can hurt her. You can get out. Yeah, uh, just don't overstay your welcome, or you're, or you're gonna get shot in the freaking like you're a big target. You're gonna eat all those bullets. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> like, like, you're not Symmetra who who's gonna slide around those bullets. That's for sure. So, but yeah, that's why I, when he said that, I was a little like perplexed <laughs> to say yeah. the least. So, um, now I uh, I still disagree with the nerfs they bring the divas too much. Like they do, they went from having her, you know, not people not playing diva. To playing diva, to not playing diva again, basically. Yeah, like she's she's I they they need to just find a middle ground, and that is not the middle ground to find. Like I just I don't know I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's it is uh it's 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 a little tough. I've said it before. I've said it again. I think it's because of the skill level of the developers. <laughs> you know, maybe. Like, Maybe. I don't know. They said they took inspiration from, you know, all these classic shooters, right? But the good thing about classic shooters is how balanced they were. Shoot, like classic shooters were balanced to damn near perfection, man. Like, when UT came out, they didn't have damage patches for the weapons. <laughs> Every weapon did this damage, etc., etc. And that was it. Yep. The only thing is, because this is class-based, it brings in this whole other, you know, weird side to it. Well, yeah, I guess to a degree, I mean, some people have more health than others, but, I mean, essentially, these got these these characters are kits. They're gun kits. Well, I mean, yeah, they're, but, like, you've got some that can fly, you've got some that don't have guns at all, you've got some that, like, like, I mean, like, it's harder to balance that than I'd say, like, this dude gets a double jump. This dude gets a single higher jump. This dude gets, you know, whatever, whatever, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It is, but it's not. It's it's not that much more difficult. I'm sorry, it's not. The reason they're having the troubles they are right now is because this game was built for accessibility. This game was built to be fun and fun for fun for people who have never played shooters before, and you for them correct. to be able to hop on. And be able to to tear it up because nobody likes hopping into a game. Well, I should say most people don't like hopping into a game and getting destroyed. You know? I will say this: if they didn't build it this way, though, it wouldn't be the hit number that it is right now. Well, exactly. Well, that's the problem with shooters now today. Like, period. Like, of course, you know, every developer wants, uh, every developer wants to have a popular game, right? The problem is that. I shouldn't say it's a problem, but the uh, I take I think the issue with why things are so unbalanced in most of these games now is that instead of making a game for a target audience, they try to make these games for kind of for a target audience, but also for people who don't play that genre at all, people who are not interested in shooters. They want you to come and play Overwatch. They want you to feel welcome here. You did not feel welcome in Unreal Tournament if you didn't play shooters. You did not feel welcome in Counter-Strike, in Rainbow Six, 
in Battlefield if you didn't play shooters. Those games were made for fans of shooters. Yeah. And generally, like, okay, perfect example. It's almost like fighting games. People who play shooters and people who play fighting games, right? Uh-huh. Very yeah. competitive. Yep. And when they lose... Or, mm-hmm. and, you know, like when they lose a fight or in shooters, if you're getting like, if you're getting the shit kicked out of you in a shooter, mm-hmm. usually take that as an indication. Like, okay, let me figure out what I'm doing. I need to get better. I need to have better accuracy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in a fighting game, I need to get better at reads and yeah. shit like that. And they, you have people from that community, from those communities. And now you have people from other, I guess, uh, more relaxed communities coming in. Like people who play Hearthstone, people yeah. who play uh, Heroes of the Storm, World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And I know people right now are like, oh, World of Warcraft can be toxic. You have no idea. You have no idea your, the shit I have seen. But, but back to your fighting game point, I mean, look what happened to Capcom last year with Street Fighter V. Mm. Where they like they didn't have an arcade mode for casuals. They didn't have any of the basic mo- they did nothing but hardcore and i mean look what happened yeah no no that's the thing like it, it definitely didn't uh it didn't Street reach Fighter 5 is a joke right now it didn't reach new audiences but well that's the thing like i i, I don't obviously this is not double tap uh so we don't want to get too deep into fighting games. I think Capcom right, had a, had a, had a different problem though because they did all that like it was, it was almost like one hand wasn't talking to the other because they no. did those things for the hardcore audience, right? They did. They did it to get the ca- to have Street Fighter Five out in time for the Capcom Cup. Yes, they did for that. the hardcore tournament. But then they also tried to try to draw new audiences, to draw new people in to it at the same time, and that had, and that caused a problem with some of the character balancing. To my to my knowledge, from what I've read about it, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, so it's like they, they, they needed to dedicate what they wanted to do, and they didn't in their case. Uh, in Overwatch's case, I think they, they, like Blizzard was very clear that they wanted to get people who didn't play shooters to play shooters. Uh, to, to play a shooter. It's just like Heroes of the Storm. I don't play MOBAs because I think MOBAs are boring. But <laughs> I play Heroes of the Storm. I will play the shit out of Heroes of the Storm. You know? Yeah, no, you will. I've seen you do it. You'll, but, you'll play it. But I won't play it competitively. Fuck no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I won't play uh, it. That's my casual game where I just like just don't care. Yeah. I just want to waste time. Exactly. And I think that's a, a part of the problem with Overwatch is that, you know, uh, even at the competitive levels, you know, character balance like this affects the game at competitive levels, you know, too. Which leads me back into another point of why developers should not be in charge of their competitive communities. God damn, this podcast is one big loop. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. They keep proving my points for me, folks. (laughs) Apparently. It's, it's 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 a conflict of interest that they just can't avoid, you know? No, but every I think everybody has to deal with that conflict of interest that's in any kind of competitive game, period. Uh... Well, no, because like before, like I said, like when it, the way it was before, like in the early two thousands, late nineties, or even the mid two thousands, with competitive games, is you know Valve pushes out Counter Strike Source, right? Yeah, but like games are not games aren't 
games are a lot more expensive now to make than they used to be. That's not necessarily true. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, get more money is put into games to make them into AAA titles. Definitely more money is put into AAA titles because they need to be bigger. They need to be bolder. But in terms of... Um, and, and also games are taken more seriously, so they have a higher production value, you know? But in terms... Like, they don't have to be super expensive because of the tool sets that are out. Like, you have Unity, you have Unreal Engine. Like, these tools make it actually easier to, you know, make games. So they don't have to be that much more expensive to put out. Mm-hmm. You know? Look look at Hearthstone. That I, I, don't, I don't think there was the more card than... card game. Come on. I don't think there was more than 30 people who made that game. I have to check. Like, Nick knows from WoW Talk, because he, he talked about it before. Or even Overwatch, that was a small team until it started getting huge. Yeah. You know, they don't have... Games don't have to be super expensive. You don't have to have a 250,000 or 250 million dollar marketing budget <laughs> you know i don't know if that's true about call of duty or not i just heard <laughs> I, I hear the things so i'm not gonna put the church of job pro- a seal of approval on that one but yeah i mean i i, uh, I don't want to keep bringing it back like the old games should be the way they used to be but at the same time there are a lot of benefits to, to to not having the developer have to worry about the competitive community. You know, before the competitive community was just something that kind of kept your game alive, maybe got you some additional sales, got new people playing, you know, if their friend was playing Counter-Strike competitively or Unreal competitively. Now, you know, those the you know competitive gaming is worth millions upon millions of dollars in sponsorships and uh, things like that. And those companies want every single drop. So, uh, but that I don't even I didn't I don't even know how we got into that topic to be honest with you. But let's move on to our next topic, uh, which is a little bit about lore. And I just got a question: uh, What do you want to see happen lore wise, Mike? Me. I mean, I I want to. I mean, because I'm because I'm biased as fuck, and I have my favorite characters. I mean, I would like to see more of the Vishkar industry. Like, we only have like one character from it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we only have like one insight into that whole organization. I'd like to see like another character come out and maybe act super fucking evil and make Symmetra maybe like question her allegiance more and more and, you know, let that story bubble up. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's what you want to see more about Symmetra and the Vishkar? Well, I just want to see more about Vishkar. Like, I know so fucking little. Like, Probably evil organization... So Blizzard, to be honest with you, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, <laughs> like, to be honest, you're right. I'm just kind of like, where, where can... where? I mean, I just want to know more. Like, what's their deal? You know, I get it. Omnics are bad. Overwatch is good. Talon is bad. Russian lady is bad good for buying shit from Omnix in the trailer. Zarya's got questionable shit going on. But like, Vishkar is like, we're here! We build stuff. Yeah. yeah. That, that's all I got. And I'm just like, can can I get some more? Can, can, can you give me a little bit more? Just a smidge? 
I mean, Symmetra was barely in the comic for the Christmas stuff. She was like on a magazine cover, and that was it. Oh yeah, I can see your point. I mean, honestly, I I gotta be honest. I, I want to see less current Overwatch stuff, like you know, current time Overwatch. Oh, uh, you want to see you want to see previous? I want to see Omnic Crisis Overwatch. Man, don't you know that's what they're building a first-person story campaign for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you play Soldier Seventy Six, and it's just like Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I highly doubt <laughs> that will ever happen. I that's what I want to say. I want to see because you know all the stuff that they have right now, like it doesn't give you any backstory, really. Like it kind of, you know, the first. The, the first, except uh, like what what gives you uh, backstory? Um, Bastion's trailer. Um, that's about it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that gives you a little backstory. But the one that's pretty much all backstory is alive. Alive is all backstory. It's about how Mandata died. Oh, if you're talking about that, yeah, but that's not really the Omnic Crisis. That's, that's like near not. the end of it. Yeah, well, it's after. Yeah, after the Omnic Crisis, but you know the one uh, with Winston that was setting you up for the game. Uh, yeah, how why Overwatch got recalled. Uh, the one before that, with you know in the museum, that was present time. Soldier yep. seventy six. Who knows what the fuck that was? Even though uh, some people say the little girl is Sombra. That's that's what they're saying, but I don't think that's the case. Because um, didn't Los Muertos? Take in Sombra after like her parents left her or some shit like that. I'd have to watch the Sombra trailer watch Sombra again. Like, I can't remember, again. but it, if sh- that was the little girl, then Sombra's a double agent for Talon working for Overwatch. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what to. And I don't know. Let's see the 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 actual Sombra cinematic. That's present day. It's almost like a setting it up, setting up a story for something. Yeah. Which we'll probably won't see in, you know, for years to come. I mean, we're in season two right now, and we have gotten no hints of, you know, the next, the, the, what's coming next or when it's coming. Maybe, I, don't know, I wonder if they'll do a Valentine's Day one. <laughs> Doubtful. Mercy and Genji. Can we not? Can we just not? <laughs> hey, no. They already got the chocolate line, so. I don't. Shh. We don't talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, but I, that's the thing. I, the, all the present day stuff, it just kind of, it doesn't tell us anything about Overwatch. You know, like it really doesn't. Um, no, it doesn't. Yeah, like right now we're yeah. All we have to go off of is just, I mean, what we've been given, and there isn't a lot. Yeah, I would love to see Omnic Crisis or even post Omnic Crisis Overwatch as they start to break down. Like I want, I want mm, a Soldier seventy six versus Reaper cinematic. Or Soldier seventy six, you know, versus uh, Gabriel Reyes. I want, I want. Well, you got that in the comic. Yeah, but that's like that's not. I want to see. I want a cinematic of when that you know watch point exploded when they were in it and they thought Reaper is dead. Okay, I could, I can see that, but I think they're gonna go through the gambit of heroes first before we get that cinematic. Probably. There's a lot of characters that do not have cinematics. I think Mercy's cinematic. Hopefully, hopefully they listen to me. But I think Mercy Cinematics should talk about how she's involved in Reaper's current state. Oh yeah, yeah. easily because I like her. Should be her and Anna should be talking, and it goes to a flashback of what Anna just basically asks. I saw what was under that mask. Yeah, what did you do to him? 
Yeah. Like, and then it just flashed back. I haven't heard that voice line in a long time. The one where, you know, Mercy says, I didn't mean for it to turn out like this. And Reaper says, you knew exactly what you were doing. You know, I, I didn't. I haven't heard that that voice line in a while. Yeah, but I know it's still there. It's still there somewhere. Yeah. Another voice but, line. Side note, another voice line that I don't know if it's messing up or not. I talked about it before, so I thought they they might have fixed it. But the Genji voice line that says that was a past life, where he used to say that to Winston, he says that to Zenyatta now too. But then I'll play the the next match over, and he'll have that voice line where he says, "I'm really happy to fight with you, Master," or some shit like that. I don't know, weird, but yeah, lore wise, that's what I want to see. I want I want to see some some stuff that happen. I want to see the gritty stuff. I don't want to see, you know. All this happy shit that's been going on. I want to see some gritty Overwatch stuff. I want to know why. I mean, that Zarya shit wasn't, like, happy. I mean, Lady got... We found out, like, the Russian, like, leaders are basically, like, buying shit from the Omnics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... That's not necessarily happy. Well, that this that wasn't during the Omnic crisis, though. That was after the Omnic crisis. No, but you're... Like, I'm I'm not... You're right. I'm not even... That's like post Omnic Crisis. I'm not saying like every cinematic's happy go lucky. Nothing's like Bastions, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I don't know. That's I just thought it'd be a, a nice little topic. I wonder what Bonds is. I haven't I, I haven't talked to him about it. So I think it's probably alive, or it's the Genji one. Oh, yeah, not, not his favorite, but what he wants to see. You know, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what he wants to see. Yeah. I mean, Probably I, more McCree. I put money on more McCree. You know, out of the realistic stuff that, that might happen, I would like to see a, uh, like, like a Zenyatta one this, this season. Because we're in season two now, so. Yeah, it could be like Zenyatta training Genji or some shit like that. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to our final topic, which is talking about why competitive Overwatch is so boring to actually watch. And you know, some people, I know some people really like competitive Overwatch, and I love watching competitive games, especially ones that I play. But dude, I have such a hard time watching competitive Overwatch, and I was the only one because there was a forum post about it, you know, trying to get to the bottom of it. You know, and uh, some people, they blame the current meta. You know, they blame the, well, they blame the current meta, like, you know, the three tanks is boring, but somebody else says, actually it's Hexen, I'll just read this post, says, FPS are most interesting to watch for displays of mechanical skill and interesting, well-executed plays and counterplays. Overwatch requires little mechanical skill compared to other FPSs, and the game rewards conservative, mundane plays. Teams will usually stick tightly together and execute very linear strategies. The game was designed to be accessible, not complicated. And that is 100% true. That we just we just talked about that. You know, I mean, it's not wrong. Like I, I, he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, people pick the same characters and play them the same way. Yeah. You know, since day one, you've had to have, like, a Reinhardt, and everybody gets behind the Reinhardt, except maybe a flanker or two. And they try to get the picks, and then you push in, and you get the picks, you get the Reinhardt charge when needed, or the uh, Earth the earth Shatter, you know? And that's pretty much what they do, and, and that's it. It's very rare that you get 
a uh, out of all the matches that you'll see, it's very rare that you get a a round or a game where somebody's come up with new strategies using different characters. And he's right. I mean, over most when you're watching most uh, competitive FPSs, uh, it requires mechanical and cognitive, not just mechanical skill, but cognitive skill. And Overwatch doesn't really. I'm not call, talking Call of Duty. I'm talking like you know Counter Strike or even like arena shooters. You know, like arena shooters. You know, you know that a arena shooter or that a shooter is complex and require like it requires mechanical and cognitive skill when you can one v one in it. When you can actually one v one in a shooter, it's a joke to say somebody like when somebody plays Overwatch like you're one v one me, bro. You know. Or like you know somebody says, well, I, I love people that say that shit. I'm just like, you don't understand this game, and you just proved it. Yeah, it's like, like every time I was like, you don't understand how to play this game. The words that just came out of your mouth just proved you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Like even in Counter Strike and Call of Duty, you saying telling somebody to one v one you is fucking stupid. Like it really is dumb. But in a game like Unreal Tournament or Quake, where you know. They give you the they, you, know, you have access to all the weapons, so you know you have to choose. It, it, that's a strat. It's a, it's a strategic choice choosing the shoot choosing the right weapon at the right instance at you know at, at the right time. And then on top of that, you have other things like true map control uh, and uh, denying you know asset denial. You know map control. If you talk to somebody who plays you know just Overwatch or Call of Duty or, or Destiny. They might say that map control is controlling most of the control points on that map, and that's map control. Map control is actually the term derived from when you're playing an arena shooter like Quake or Unreal Tournament, and you have all of the weapon timers in your head, you have the power-up timers in your head, in your head and you know when those weapons and power-ups and health packs are going to appear on the map, and you pick them up first. You know, I've won 1v1s in Unreal Tournament, not necessarily because I was actually a better shot than my opponent, but but because he didn't have the weapons to kill me because I kept taking them from him. You know? So, yeah. So that's why, you know, stuff like that is, can be really exciting to play to see how they do all that. And because, you know, Overwatch at its core is built to be accessible, uh, it, it can feel a little stale when you're not forced out of the box. Players aren't forced out of a box to, to play a certain way. They can, everybody can do the same thing and that's it. It's the most efficient way. That's why they do it in the first place. Yeah. You know? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, I think I was, well, actually it was a video I watched. And I posted on Facebook the other day where a guy was talking about, you know, you're playing games that give you your health back where you auto-regenerate health. So on Call of Duty, you kill somebody, you hide for a minute, you get your health back, you go look for somebody else, you kill somebody, you hide for a little bit, you get your health back, and, and that's it. Actually, you don't even have to hide because when I play Call of Duty or even Titanfall, I get into a gunfight with one or two people, I kill them. And by the time I run up, like run for a few seconds, boom, my health is all the way back. You know? Thank you, Halo Shields. Well, Halo Shields, they, they, that's they kind of started it with the regenerating shields. You're right. But at least in Halo, once the shield was down, you had uh, a certain amount of health. You had, fi- you know, finite health. Yeah, you had to go find health packs until Halo 2. Exactly. Yes. Yes, you're right. So, um, but 
I think the the regenerating health thing for Overwatch is actually Reinhardt's shield. Because, you know, in, in Overwatch... Okay, so I, I'll start like this. In other arena shooters, because technically speaking, Overwatch is technically an arena shooter, right? I mean, given the definition of arena shooter, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so in other arena shooters... If you wanted to avoid dying, you had to be better. Like, you just had to be a better player. You had to know the spawns, you had to know the maps, you had to know your speed, you had to know your jumps. Like, right. You pretty much just had to know. Like, if you, and and Overwatch, and and, and actually, like I said, I was playing Quake over the, not Quake, uh, Doom multiple over the weekend. If somebody has my health down, right, I don't, me and that person move at the same exact speed. There is no cover mechanic. There are no shields. So I either, A, have to look around and find shields and health very quickly, or B, I have to dodge his fucking shots, <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. C, while I'm dodging his shots, I gotta kill him, too, at the same time. That's how it works. But in Overwatch, you know, somebody like Tracer can or a soldier can jump forward and start shooting people and then pull back behind the Reinhardt shield. And we just talked mm-hmm. about, like, Reinhardt is, you know, in such a high tier because everybody gets behind his shield and they push forward. You know? Yeah. The, there's no real counter. Oh, let's just say there's no real counter because you can use Sombra to hack him. But for the most part, you're, um, the only option you have when it comes to Reinhardt is to burn down his shield or possibly yeah, or try to move around it. You could just shoot him from the sky. <laughs> Yeah, but a DPS will usually take care of that. If you can't take care of Farah, you're on a bad team. Hey, guess what's happening a lot? Yeah, I know, I know. That's people what... can't take care of Farah. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, like the, you know, people like people kind of clamor behind that Reinhardt shield, and they're able to push forward, and it saves their life. I think they might need to change something about Reinhardt so that he's not an impenetrable moving wall. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not saying he needs like four, five, six counters. You know, um, you could say Symmetra is kind of a counter because her Winston can hit him through the shield, makes him back up. Yes, him, at least it makes him at least have to respect that he has to either sit there and take the lightning and hope his team kills the Winston, or he has to drop his shield, which then exposes his team. It's a tough decision to make. Yes, it, it is. It is. But like the thing, even with a Winston on the field, it's usually not enough to make somebody switch off of a Reinhardt. What makes somebody switch off of a Reinhardt? Like, kind of like the way we you have other characters. Like, if you're D.Va and I go Zarya, and I am plugging you with the Zarya, you're probably going to switch off D.Va. Unless I mean, you're stubborn. I, f- if, I mean, D.Va, like... I think D.Va kind of fucks Reinhardt some ways. Right now, anyway. Just because, like, Diva can just pelt your shield and not care. Like, yeah, she, she has no problems burning down your shield. Diva, like, she doesn't care. She can pepper your shield, but it's not enough to... Unless you're on a bad team. Unless you're on a bad team where nobody's doing anything about the Diva, that's the only time I would say switch. But let's say you're on, two team, uh, on a good team, and both teams on both sides are good. How do you get the Reinhardt shield? Like, how, how do you get somebody to switch off of Reinhardt? That's what I'm saying. There's no counter that will make you, you know, switch like that. 
Yeah, maybe, no, not really. Maybe not. Junkrat. Maybe Junkrat and nobody is doing anything about him. Maybe, yeah, maybe. but I mean, we could say that about almost anything. Like, we can say anything's a counter to anything if nobody's doing anything about him. Yeah, exactly. I just made that point. Sorry. <laughs> like, I'm just, I mean, if, if like, Farrah, I, I'm just saying, like, yeah, if it's a 1v1, like, but this game isn't about 1v1, exactly. so just roll that out. But like, at the same time, yeah, assume no one's shooting at the guy who's shooting at the junk rat who's, you know, there's all these like assumptions. What yeah. if there's there's all these assumptions in what if, so it's really hard to say like yeah. this is a true counter, this is a blah blah blah. You know, it, it's it's kind of hard to just say because there's too many variables. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like you really, there's really nothing that'll force somebody off of a Reinhardt if everybody's doing their job. But what yeah. you know. What? But the minute someone's not doing their job, let me tell you how quickly people switch off of Reinhardt. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. And let me tell you about the games I play and how many people don't do their job. Yeah. But I I think they need some they need some some additional mechanic that uh can help with that. Like maybe you know, like I said, Symmetra, Symmetra's uh, secondary... She shoots through his shield. Shoots through she his shield. literally shoots through his shield, and it eats his shield. But do you know how easy that is to dodge? You know how many people don't dodge it? Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about two <laughs> like, good teams playing each other. Okay, you know, but I'm just saying, you know like... how easy that is to dodge? Like, that's... I mean, he can, he can also... You know what? Cool. Here's some turrets. Please, come walk. Walk into my turrets. Still not Please. enough to switch off a Reinhardt, especially with how easy those turrets are to, to kill. Great, then I then if you're gonna go focus on killing the turrets, I'm just gonna fucking melt you. Right. I'm talking about like, <laughs> like, something that will make a Reinhardt ineffective, but at the same time would probably cost the other team something. Like there has I to mean, be a risk reward. That's what I'm saying. I think they have to add a mechanic like maybe a uh he, like 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 piercing damage. Like they need some type of piercing damage on the shield. Then he's just useless. No, literally that, that's all, like, it has like, to be a weight to it, though. You can't just give that for free. So let's say they gave Widowmaker piercing damage. She doesn't do any additional damage to anybody else, but she can pierce a shield, right? That does make Reinhardt less effective, enough to the point that he needs to switch in that case. But at the same time, the other team just had to swap out a Widowmaker. That I think that's a pretty that's I think that's a fair trade. I just especially I don't because know. I especially just like because Reinh the widow can be countered like, from the ground. I just feel like Reinhardt is in like such a good place. I just wouldn't fuck with it. Like he's not like be all end all, but <laughs> he brings so much like utility and like all this other shit that he's good, but. I mean, he he doesn't he doesn't have a gun. He puts himself in danger if he charges, and literally, like his shield is probably like the best thing he has going for him. I would definitely say his hammer is the best thing he has going for him. Okay, yeah. If you can, like, I don't know why his movement speed is Especially so fucking high. Especially on payload maps, like when Reinhardt gets into a space, which his shield allows him to do. His shield allows him to get into a space. You need to be away yes, from him. Yes, but allows him to get flanked. What's that? He's easily flanked. Like, but I don't know. It's if he moves into that space, he's asking to get flanked. Well, but, if he's by himself, 
You think, like, it's only going to be him on this payload with, like, his other people? I mean, it's literally, like, this chaotic clusterfuck. And a payload, I mean, it just depends. That's the problem. Like, we can go round and round. We can literally have this conversation in circles all fucking day and get nowhere. Well, I ain't got nowhere to go. Oh, my God. We're not doing this. I've... I have, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> no, I think... Uh... Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but like Reinhardt's a main pick, and like, like he's picked almost every game, especially in competitive matches. You know, something that, I'm not saying change Reinhardt, maybe because like I can't think of a way that uh, even on even on capture the point. I mean, not capture the point. Uh, King of the Hill. Even on King of the Hill, like especially once you get into position, I use Reinhardt on several King of the Hill maps. Several, like I, he's my he's my go to. On several King of the Hill maps, and like I say, like once Reinhardt moves into his space, like that's he's pretty difficult to get out of it because of his health. How, you know, he has he does have a little bit of armor, but how hard he fucking hits, you know. And he doesn't just hit you; he knocks you around. All right, that's what I'm saying. Like he, I'm not saying he. Like I said, he needs to change, exactly. But I think there needs to be something in place that would at least make somebody get off of them. Like, for example, when I if I'm playing, let's say, Nepal Shrine, which is the map that has, like, the little te- the temple in the middle outside, I usually pick Reinhardt. Reinhardt's a good pick there. But today I had to get off of him, not because he wasn't effective, but because my teammates weren't killing the support, so I switched to Winston instead so I can get, you know, so I can have mobility, get behind him and kill the supports, which actually ended up working out pretty well. Uh, but yeah, the uh, so I, I'm not saying the only thing they could do is give piercing damage, but you have to have something that maybe weakens the shield a bit faster, you know, or uh, like I said, maybe be able to pierce through it, and maybe like Widow's piercing damage only works when she's fully charged. So like I said, it's just an idea, but so I think so. I, the, the the core of that conversation is that something probably needs to be done about Reinhardt, and that would force other characters to be used in the meta. God damn it, I said it. Meta. You did say meta. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Way to go. Fucked up, son. Yeah, I'm losing myself here. I'm losing myself. We gotta cut this thing off. <laughs> we gotta cut this thing off before we go too far down. Uh-oh. Nah, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think that's gonna wrap us up. Let's uh, let's close up here, and uh, we'll do our final stuff. But uh, I did, I actually had an Overwatch story this week, but I forgot to write it down, so therefore I do not have an Overwatch story this week. That's how that went. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, because somebody told me when we got a crossover, he actually gave me an Overwatch story while we were on Xbox, and mm-hmm. I forgot to write it down because I think I was in the middle of eating. Good job. Yeah. So, gotta survive. Gotta eat. Um. So next week, um, I actually sent him a message before the show and was asking, like, hey, can you send that back to me? Uh, and hopefully he gets it to me and I could talk about it next week. Uh, but other than that, yeah, if you guys have any uh, funny or interesting, surprising, angry Overwatch stories to tell. Actually, no, I do have one. I didn't really think about it. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. Here we go. I gotta open up Twitter for Hold this. Hold on, everyone, get your seats back. We gotta listen to Grandpa Jaw and his story. It's not my story. So somebody no. else's story. Gotta listen to somebody else's story. Jk. Yeah. 
Yeah, hold on a second. I'm looking for it now because Matt AF sent it to me. Here we go on Twitter. Overwatch story. Oh my God, Ja. I was on a seven win streak in a game literally about to win another when my daughter ejected the disc so I could wa- so she could watch Frozen. What? His daughter, he plays on PS4. Oh, yeah. I remember. I think you told me about this. Yeah. His daughter ejected his Overwatch disc because she wanted to watch Frozen. That's why you do that digital content, man. Yeah, that really <laughs> sucks. That's true. I, I doubt. No, oh, I'm sorry. For PS4, I actually have Overwatch on PS4. Um, I, oh, the physical disc version, and I have it digital on, on Xbox. Oh, see, I have it. I mean, I have it digitally on PS4. PC and PS4, but well, PC yeah. obviously I have it digitally. Yeah, man, that sucks. That really sucks. All that SR, Oof. gone. Did you at least let her watch gone. Frozen after that? Oh man, I hope I, I I hope not. I mean, the win streak was gone. Like, she let her I mean, let probably. her watch Frozen while he goes sulks. You know. Yeah, that would that would probably be the best thing to do. Like, Dad, are you crying? <laughs> no, I'm not crying. Do <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? Yeah. So yeah, that sucks, <laughs> Matt. But yeah, there, there 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 is an Overwatch story. Sorry about that. I totally forgot about it. Just oh, that's a that that's back into that my sucks. head. That just sucks. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, if you have any funny, surprising, angry stories, tell us. We want to hear them. So definitely send it to us. Uh, you can tweet them, apparently. You can uh, send us an email. Uh, you can also, if you want to, you can record yourself uh, talking about it and send that in, and we will get it added to the show. Hopefully, as long as the recording is not too bad, but you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, we are still taking suggestions for our 50th, ep- 50th episode. We did get a suggestion today from Eagle Eyes that we stream our 50th episode. So I actually might do that. It's not that bad. I actually might. We might actually do that. So we'll see. No guarantees yet, though. Uh, we do have Xbox and PS4 communities uh, for the show on both Xbox and PS4. It is Overwatch. Oh, Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. So you can just send a. Uh, you know, you could just uh, search for those on either platform, and from there, I'm actually. I'm not sure if you guys heard that, but I just remembered to check. <laughs> the community on PS4 right now, but um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, if you uh, want to join those communities, just go ahead and uh, join, and that should be that should be that. I'll accept it as soon as possible. Drum roll. Do we have somebody joining PS4? Nope. I'm all good. All up to date on PS4 memberships. All right. <laughs> so good job. Yeah. Way to stay on top of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I am on top of it because all memberships are accepted. So thank you. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you, yes. <laughs> but yeah, we, we'd love to play with you guys. So definitely join those those groups. We try to make them as big as possible so that if uh, you know other guys uh, want to play, you guys, it'll be easier for you to find groups people to play with. Lord knows it's hard enough now. <laughs> so yeah, definitely... Uh, Definitely join those groups if you enjoy the show and you want to play with us sometimes. On uh, Discord, uh, or on PC, actually anybody can join our Discord. Uh, but I know people will use it primarily on PC. But you know, if you're on Xbox or if you're on PlayStation, you just download the Discord app on your phone. You go to discord.mash4.me. 
and it'll give you an invite right to our Discord server. And once you're on, shoot me a message and I'll go ahead and add you as a community member. We're trying to build that up as well for the same reason, because we I want to make it easy to play with people. Uh, so we're not constantly going in two, three, man. We can get some six-man groups together and have a good time, whether it's competitive or it is uh, quick play. Because even quick play now is getting a little frustrating with some, you know, you need a healer, and then the last guy picks fucking Hanzo. I hate that shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely check that out uh, if you can. Um, Heroes of Overwatch, the Facebook community I always talk about, on the show, uh, I am a part of it, and several of you guys are as well. I've been seeing you posting in there, but if you're looking for people to play with uh, as well, that I think they have a pretty decent sized community there. Just go to search for Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook, uh, and uh, yeah, most of those guys I believe play console to be honest, and you can find uh, groups there too. So check that out. Uh, but yeah, I think. That's, that's going to bring us to a close. Thank you for listening, as always. We're available on uh, several podcasts and platforms. We're on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and SoundCloud. We do have an RSS feed if you have your own podcatcher. And uh, you can look at look, uh, catch those links right on the Mashless Buttons website, which is mashlessbuttons.com. We are on Twitter.com slash site. Facebook.com slash smash those buttons and YouTube.com slash smash those buttons. Mikey, why don't you tell them uh, where they can find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at uh, key underscore L O C K E underscore. All right. And I'm underscore jaw underscore. It's underscore J A underscore. Uh, we always enjoy hearing from you guys. So please reach out to us. If you have any comments, any thoughts on the show, you know, like what, do you want to see an Overwatch Lord? You know, let us know. Uh, do you think competitive is boring to watch? Do you not think it's boring to watch? You think I'm wrong? Uh, if so, why or why not? Uh, yeah. So, what do you think about the PTR changes? Any of that stuff? Feel free to reach out to us. You can uh, reach out to us obviously via Twitter. Um, you can reach out to us using our email address, which is wpr at mashlessbuttons.com. Uh, there is a contact form on the website as well but i be to be honest with you the better of the two is to contact us on on using the email address hop on the discord you can talk to us there i'm usually around usually (laughs) um but you reach us out there you can hit us up on facebook on soundcloud the comments on the website all that stuff we just love hearing from you guys uh if you do if you enjoyed the show and you want to help us out like you, you like listening to the show you think we're pretty cool the best way to support us is to uh you know share it with others first of all if you share it with other people that you're gonna like it that would be great but also if you can rate and review the podcast on your platform of choice that is also a huge help to us and uh thank you very much for those who have done that so far uh i've, I've been saying this for episodes now I'm, I'm working on a better way to be able to look at all of the ratings and reviews at the same time so i'll know when new ones show up but if if you I've put one up and I haven't mentioned it yet. I will as soon as I see it. Thank you very much. Uh, you should stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. And you can go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And that is it. Thank you for listening. And we will catch you guys next week. See you later.
Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, January 16th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week, finishing up their analysis on Destiny, discussing esports rule sets, and Iron Banner Clash. On Tuesday, January 17th, Nick goes it alone this week, teaching you about wild lore on the Torn and the Goblin. This week he discusses why he likes lore and some of his crazier theories. On Wednesday, January 18th, Jarrett, Mikey, and Bond bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. This week discussing additional character balance, taking on Blizzard's Diva nerf defense, and what makes Overwatch esports boring to watch. On Friday, January 20th, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SitRep Radio, talking the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.